0: Bang. What's up, y'all? I'm Nick, a senior writer over here at Sports Pack 12. And this is going to be our mailbag question segment. So I'll be answering the questions you sent in here in a podcast format. And if you'd like a written response, send them over to fellow senior writer and Dane Miller. And so in all seriousness... I have a lot of fun answering these questions. They take my research and my thinking all over the conference. And one point I want to reiterate is I'm just like you. I'm a Pac 12 fan, so in all seriousness, we're one and the same. We may cheer for different schools, but hey, we're all Pac 12 fans in the end. We're very similar. So from down south to the Arizona schools, to up north to the Washington schools, to East in Utah, and Colorado. We got Oregon and Cali in between. And in our entirety, we make up the Pac-12 Conference. And even though we compete against each other during the year, let's come together for this podcast and have a heck of a lot of fun. So without further ado, let's get to today's question. And thanks for tuning in as always. All right, guys, we got a quick read question here from Dave in Port Angeles, Washington. And today he asked me, Who's the best cornerback in the pack? So again, the question from Dave, who's the best cornerback in the pack? Nice, smooth, simple, lets him get right to the answer. And so looking at the list here of best cornerbacks, there's only going to be three options. A fourth would be Cam Bynum, but we're not going to include Cam Bynum in the rest of our discussion, but he is a name to remember. He's a cornerback over at Cal and probably the fourth or fifth best cornerback in the conference. So again, he's a name to remember. But looking at the only three options I'm really going to be talking about today, you've Oregon's Thomas Graham, you dubs Eliza Molden, or Stanford's Paulson Adebo. And those are really the three cream of the crop here in the Pac-12. A bunch of different sites have them rated pretty similarly. You're looking at 247 Sports Best Pac-12 Players. You got Adebo ranked 5th best in conference, Molden ranked 3rd best, and Graham, Graham <laughs> and Graham listed at number 9. According to Athlon Sports, you got Graham and Molden slotted in as first-teamers, and Stanford's Adebo as an all-second-team pick. So, looking at a quick synopsis of their prior accomplishments, essentially, Graham has 40 passes defended, including 32 pass breakups, which is a really, really impressive number to me. Yeah, that's a lot, man. And he's getting ready for his senior year out there in Eugene. He was a Pac-12 honorable mention last season. He also had 64 tackles, which is good for number trace on the Ducks roster. And five tackles for a loss as well. So really put up some very solid stats. But for me, he wasn't a first or second team selection. And the Pac-12 coaches vote on this award. First off, I'm not sure exactly how I feel about that. Because Herbert wasn't a first teamer last year. I'm not sure. I'm talking about Justin Herbert here, the quarterback. I'm not sure how he wasn't a first teamer last year. But hey, the coaches did not think that he was elite. He thought it was very good. Again, got an honorable mention hype. But to not get that elite knock, maybe pushes him to the next level. But again, for me, I do keep that in the back of my mind. Why did the coaches not vote him there? So that's kind of the quick little intro on Graham. You got Paulson and Debo, and in two seasons he's been very solid. He's recorded four interceptions in both, both in uh both of his first two years, or excuse me, in each of his two years. I don't know. It's some weird stat I'm reading. Essentially, my dude has four interceptions in two different seasons apiece. And he also has defended 38 passes in those two years. Adebo was an All-Pac-12 first-team player last year. And the thing about him is he actually had a down year last year. So that's one aspect you really have to consider here. In a down year, he was an All-Pac-12 first-teamer. That's pretty impressive. But you do got to look at both sides of the coin here. So in terms of weaknesses, he lacked consistency last year, getting beat on double-team moves. He looked back at the quarterback and man-to-man coverage on routes that were kind of progressing, you know, a little bit longer than cornerbacks used to guarding some really good offensive lines, some sort of breakdown by the defense. So looking back at the quarterback in those types of situations is not good. And he's also struggling with some intangible factors at the position, including of when to flip the hips. So there are some things he can improve on. But again, just remember, he was the first team defensive selection in a down year. That really, really just shows, man, this guy's ceiling is extremely freaking high. And if he can return to his 2018 ability, he could easily become the best cornerback in the Pac-12. So is he going to be the sophomore year version of himself or the junior year version of himself? That's going to be the question here. The last option we're looking at here is Elijah Molden. And so it's really quite apparent how good Molden is just when you look at him. Last year, he had 79 tackles, 5.5 for a loss. He also had four interceptions, 17 passes broken up, and on top of that, he forced three fumbles. If those stats didn't kind of give it away, he's a first-team All-Pac-12 performer and received second-team All-America honors. So looking at their stats, I think, you know, you got to give Molden the edge a little bit, but I'm not necessarily a stats guy. I really liked watching their highlight reels, and that's what kind of led me to pick someone who you may have not expected. I mean, again, the stats indicate Molden, but the highlight reel definitely indicates Molden, boy. Ugh, Molden's nasty. Oh, it's not, I mean, I'm not gonna say it's not even close because I think Adebo and Graham are both very formidable players. But at the college level, he just has the ability to impact the game in way more facets than either other guy. Like, to be quite fair in terms of NFL or, you know, more NFL type college systems, Adebo and Graham could actually be considered better Pure cornerbacks, better pure coverage guys, like isolation one-on-ones. But Molden, in every other factor, just so much more dominant. He has this undeniable playmaking ability that others really seemingly can't replicate. It's just so nasty. All around, he's a solid coverage guy, great tackler, big hitter, which forces fumbles. And if you're looking back at last year, came up with a crucial interception in the USC game, occurred in the red zone and a touchdown had the potential to change the momentum the, mm, mm, the momentum of that game and let the Trojans get back into it. Dub still had a little lead. Bottom line, Molden making big plays when it matters most in the red zone. Again, I'm normally not a highlight guy. That's the thing about me. I'd rather watch a full game, a full season, see how guys and coaches and players and everyone can adjust matchup to matchup. That's the beauty of sports. Every week is a different opportunity, a different challenge. But for Molden, man, his highlights, it's just so apparent. And you're just looking at some of them. It's like he's tackling WHU's Max Borgie 101. on one Borgie's, of course, supposed to be a first-teamer next year. So you're looking at plays like that out of what could be considered a cornerback. That's pretty freaking nasty. My comparison is actually to Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. Yeah, you're like, what? What did you just say? No, no, no. Don't get it twisted. He's not Earl Thomas. He's not even close. Not even on the same level, not even the same freaking stratosphere. But at the college level, at the college level, not the NFL, he's an innate factor to really just always be around the ball and somehow make things happen. He's got heart, he's got spirit, he's a true football player, and there's just some things that are uncoachable. Some guys have it, and it's just beautiful to watch. And he has that. 247 Sports has him listed as a safety, but SI has enlisted as a cornerback. For this conversation, I'm gonna include him as a cornerback. But I think he might actually be better suited at the safety position. But for today's purposes, and according to SI, we're going to include him as a cornerback, which I've seen him play. So that's that's a lie. I haven't seen him play cornerback. Like like I'm lying out here. When I'm watching a football game, I'm not there like, oh, I wonder what if Elijah Moulton's playing safety or quarterback right now. <laughs> that's not what I was thinking when I was watching the USC game last year. But seriously, SI is enlisted as a quarterback. So, and again, he received second team All-America honors. That, I think that speaks for itself. There's other things that I want to add about him that it just makes him even more impressive. So, he didn't get as much time as he'd like as a freshman and sophomore because he was stuck in the depth chart behind NFL cornerbacks and Byron Murphy and Jordan Miller. But, like, the dude didn't get frustrated, he just kept working, kept working, and he earned himself all Pac 12 second team honors largely due to his special teams play. And that just really impressive shows his heart and determination all over again. So, if this is any sort of indication of his work ethic, y'all better watch out next year, man. He's going to be pretty freaking nasty. And also, it really can't hurt learning under two guys who made their way to the NFL. So, looking at Molden all around, he's definitely the best player. Dave, thank you for the question. I'm thinking you're probably leaning this way since you're from Port Angeles. What do you think? Would he be a better suited corner or safety? Again, he's still the best cornerback in the Pac-12, according to me. So, thanks for the question. I'm out. Have a great day, and you know what? Cheetos and tuna.